It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to the Weekend Update, your weekly dose of everything Grizzlies presented by the Grizzden Podcast and the Fans First Sports Network. I'm your host, Will Walker, and I'm joined every week by John Kraft. How's it going, John? It's going pretty good. The Grizzlies are 18-35, and 0-7 and since the last Weekend Update, 13th in the West, 25th in the NBA, eight and a half games back from the 10 seed. This might be the, the week that we retire. That's specific line item from the agenda. 30th in offense, 13th in defense, 25th in net rating with a negative 6.4. We start every week to an update with who's up and who's down. John, what's your who's up? My who's up, um, and maybe, I don't know if this is a depressing or a good who's up, but my who's up is Jason uh, Marsh, the the hustle coach, um, because... Uh, well, I think he won his 100th game since the last time we uh, did a week then. But because basically he's responsible, it feels like, for every player on our team right now. Uh, so many G-leaguers, so many guys who played in the G-league. I also know that just from other things that I think we have a record. Like I think he has a record like 11 players who've played with him that have gotten official NBA contracts. Might actually that actually I think was a stat that came before the GG. So it might be 12 or 13 now. I'm not sure, but uh, but he's my who's up in the just the sense that uh, it does feel like we've developed well. Um, and honestly, you know, I mean that that we've just we've had a lot of players that have been helped. Even you know, even like a Kenny Lofton Jr who's not with us right now, who we cut, he got an NBA contract from us and now he's, he's also on the 76ers. So I think, um, 
in that sense, one other bright spot, I guess, and a really hard, uh, sad season has been that I, I do think our organization from the top down is pretty strong. Um, and you know, going back to the, the, under the Heisley era, I don't think we would have even thought that we would have like, we would have been the one NBA team without a G league team. And now I feel like we're a pretty legitimate, um, we do a good job scouting. We could do a good job finding guys in the G league and putting them on the hustle. And, uh, so shout out to Tim. Basically. Yeah. Jason March is, is an elite G league coach. He's proven. I wonder if he'll at some point get some actual head coaching looks. We haven't seen his name thrown around too much, which is good for the Grizzlies. But I wonder too, if the hustle are going to start to become, you know, stuff of legend here. If, if you want to, if you're a young prospect that doesn't quite have it yet, uh, go to the hustle, see what we could, maybe the, you know, the new G league ignite, the unofficial ignite, you know, over here in, the, yeah. in South Haven. So that's, a, that's a great who's up. My who's up is along the same lines, but Trey Jemison who received the third two way spot after, uh, Gigi Jackson signed a, a contract with the main roster. And I, you know, Jemison is a pretty, pretty prototypical center. Uh, he's doesn't, you know, he, protects the rims, athletic, huge body, and is, I don't think he has a super long-term future with the Grizzlies, but in the in the interim, he he is going to get a lot of opportunities because we also waived Chemezi Metu, who is the center that technically came back from the Phoenix Suns' David Roddy trade, and I personally thought we would waive Lamar Stevens before we waived Metu, yeah. just with the center position as in the situation that it's in, but Trey Jimson is going to be the one who's, who's going to carry that load. It seems. And I think there's also something to be said for us testing out some Jaron at the five and, you know, yeah. some other guys down there and playing small ball. So we'll see, but that's my who's up. My who's down is, was going to be all of us because Zaire Williams is still on the roster after the trade deadline, but he is the honorary who's down. The honorary. So I think it the rule is, saying. it goes without saying, but the rule is we have to have someone else besides Z, and that is Jacob Gilliard, because another thing that I had predicted uh, before the trade deadline was that our moves were going to open up a roster spot to where we would be able to sign Gilliard to that 15th spot, even you know even after signing Gigi Jackson. But I thought that he would get at least some sort of a you know reward for putting in all the all the time that he's put in. It seems also, I mean, that could still theoretically happen. But it's going to take a lot. Like it's very unlikely he's he's up against his games limit almost too because he's right. played in so many. And so that's just my who's down. And it's sort of a sad one because I think he's just played unbelievable this year. I don't think he's a he's going to be a uh, a guy who's going to get too much consideration on other rosters. He probably will have to do some more time in the G League if I had to guess. But um, my hope I don't know what the flexibility on G League contracts is, but I would hope that the Grizzlies do what they can, you know, to, to thank Gilliard for, for his service, if you will. Uh, yeah. Cause he's, he has really been so much fun to watch and has held together a team, brought it every single night and he'll always have the Steph Curry highlight block and some of the other, I mean, two, he, yeah. he on a team star for shooting, this guy can actually shoot as well. In addition right. to playing defense and running an offense. So I've just been really impressed with him and, and I hate that it didn't work out to him not getting, you know, getting called up or whatever. So that's yeah, my who's down. He'll he'll always be able to tell the grandkids of the uh, an, uh, his own personal nine zero run in Madison Square Garden against the Knicks. That's right. This last week too. Uh, 
so my who's down a similar vein, um, and this it's a little confusing because I think it might be a double negative. So a lot of cheating this week, but uh, my my down is my own denial. Uh, it's it is gone now. I officially uh, this morning watched a nine minute YouTube video of Alexander Saar. So I, I feel like that is my official. That's my official turning the page on us making the play in this season, um, being eight and a half games back this, this eight game losing streak. Uh, I think the Hornets lost last night, did it to me, um, that I'm actually now looking, uh, even though, you know, honestly, I still don't know if we're actually keep the pick, but I'm beginning to try to get excited about, uh, some of the draft picks, uh, some of the lottery potential lottery picks in this draft. So, so that my denial, it's all, it's down, it's gone, gone for good. So. Sunday, February 11th is is how long Kraft held out until he finally admitted that this might, in fact, be a season, you know, headed where it's headed. FanDuel will no longer allow me to cash out my uh, <laughs> Grizzlies makes play-in bet <laughs> that I made probably way later in the season than most people would have. So That's incredible. Let's get into our news and notes. First big note, uh, by the way, if you want our instant reactions to the trade deadline, go and listen to last week's episode from Thursday. Uh, we also had the big trade deadline primer on Monday, so a lot of content for you. But we just wanted to do some cleanup here on the weekend update. And uh, Gigi Jackson has officially signed a real NBA contract to join the Memphis Grizzlies past this season. It was not initially reported what the numbers were, but the sense was it was going to be similar to what Vince Williams got. And it turns out from Mike Scotto of Hoopsite, the contract is four years, eight and a half million. And the first $6.1 million is guaranteed, which are the first three years. I'm going to go ahead and assume that means the rest of this season is that first guaranteed year. And so he has two after this one, plus a third year when they say non-guaranteed, you know, that usually that does mean a true non-guaranteed year that we could theoretically cut him and, uh, you know, not have to owe him anything. My, I, I was also wondering because Vince Williams is a team option. So there's some semantics going on. I don't know if it's a team option or if it's truly just a fourth year non-guaranteed. It would probably be better for Gigi from a business perspective to have it um, be a, a, an option there, but we'll see how it goes. But Gigi Jackson on the roster after a 27-point output off the bench against the Chicago Bulls earlier last week. And uh, it was funny, too. We were joking that we need Gigi to stop playing well so that this contract is a better value. And, you know, it didn't matter. He he both played well, and the con- contract is an incredible value. Kraft, what did you think when you saw the news come through? Uh, I was excited. I, too, hoping. I mean, it, it seems like it's going back and forth. I think most people seem to think it's going to be a team option. That would be awesome if it was, um, but we'll see, well, you know, to get the official official, but, um, but it looks like we have them for at least two more years. Um, my guess would, my hope is that at least three, um, you know, and then obviously I hope that if he's great for us, we're going to keep re-signing him with his bird rights. So, so hopefully all that will uh, take place, but yeah, I mean, I, I was excited. I think in, in a season where you're looking for things to cheer for, I think I'm happy they went ahead and wrapped it up because I was starting to get nervous, uh, especially after that 27 and nine. I mean, I think I, I think I was texting y'all like we need to get it. Cause I mean, when you break, uh, 
when you when you break a like a record that's held by a 19 year old Kobe Bryant and 19 year old LeBron James, when you start every game seems to be throwing out records of breaking guys like that. Um, you start to, you you want to get him signed up um, before uh, before he just becomes so good that he might like might actually test the free agent waters after this summer. But in a good way, I'm excited about it. Uh, it's he's been a huge. Uh, you know, he has been the, I mean, I guess Vince Williams is the silver lining, uh, but maybe they're both silver linings, uh, you know, had the highlight last night of a finger roll from the free throw line. Um, so kind of continuing to show his unbelievable athleticism, um, with some real scoring skill. Uh, if you look on Twitter, I don't even know who, but like they blew it up so you could see, um, Brandon Clark, jaw and Bain all get super excited or like almost kind of just like excited, but almost sort of like, whoa, I can't believe he just pulled that off, um, jumping from the free throw line and finger rolling it in. So uh, he just continues to look great. Um, even last night in a, in a in a frustrating loss, I was actually uh, kind of annoyed we lost to the Hornets because the Hornets are really terrible. Um, that was their biggest win of the year, nine points. Um, they'd lost 10 coming into that. The Bucks had just beaten them by 40. So it was actually pretty – I was actually a little frustrated with that loss. Um, but he was still a bright spot. I mean, he played well, you know, has a couple defensive breakdowns here and there, but that's to be expected with a 19-year-old. But just offensively, it just seems like more and more he's looking great, um, looking better every game, honestly, more confident. Uh, we keep waiting for the three-point shooting to come down. It still looks good. And, uh, and I just think the defense will come. I think he has the tools and the desire. I think most of his defensive breakdowns are lack of experience, um, mental breakdown type stuff. And I just, I mean, that's the thing, like with Jenkins, with our, with our system, the way you have it right now, I feel pretty confident that we're going to get the best out of almost everybody defensively. So, uh, so I just, I don't know. I, I can't, I'm trying to not be too excited. I know I also sent a thing, uh, I sent a tweet to y'all this week comparing his stats to the to a uh, rookie Jason Tatum stats um almost feeling bad about doing that but I mean it's real it's a real thing I mean it, it you know him playing the Celtics last weekend kind of shown that even more but I mean he really does look like a young Jason Tatum a young Paul George I mean that is the way he looks and kind of carries himself and it's just really, really exciting because it's the kind of, you know, him and Vince Williams have been two players. I feel like the exact players we've been looking for, honestly, uh, since two, since probably the core four, since like 2011, we've been looking for players like this. And the fact that we might have found two of them um, and, and we'll have them wrapped up from two, maybe hopefully three years on really cheap deals is pretty exciting. Yeah, it's just when you look at the the next two years, you have John Morant. Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson, Marcus Smart, Brandon Clark, Vince Williams, and now Gigi Jackson, all on contracts that run at least through the end of those two years. Now you have Ja and Bain and Brandon running past that, and now technically you have team options on Vince and Gigi as well. But you think about that as a top eight in a playoff series, and you already got them. Like that's the the best news of this whole thing. Yes, you don't have a true center. Yes, you might need some more shooting. But if you see Gigi develop his shot like he's been, Bain we know is an elite shooter. You know, Jaron can space the floor as a especially as a five. 
it's just exciting to think of the possibilities in a closing lineup where you can have, you know, Vince, Gigi, and Marcus rotate amongst your wings, depending on, you know, who's the matchups and who's in foul trouble and all that, who's hitting, but you have your core three and then plus whoever you want from those other three sliding into a lineup of death. Like this is just an unbelievable haul by Zach Kleiman to get both Vince Williams and Gigi signed up at 2 million, right around 2 million each year for the next couple of seasons. And I mean, all the reporting of course, is that Gigi would have been top five in this draft we see Vince having the chip on his shoulder that he does. I mean, it's just a best-case scenario from what was turning out to be such a sad season. We also getting previewing what Zach Kleiman was talking about in his presser on from Friday. Brandon Clark could also make a cameo at the end of the season. We're going to get a look at him to see how he plays. And that's, yeah. you know, next year the contract gets a little bit more valuable if he shows what we think he can show. And so there's some... There's just some optionality moving forward, even even more optionality to build around this this eight. And I think that Grizzlies fans should be extremely excited about what we got in Vince and Gigi in their contracts no, this season. Yeah. I know I know last week yeah, Parker uh, on the podcast, he was talking about how he would have been a top five, maybe even number one, number two pick. Um, you know, that's been echoed this week. Uh, by guys like Gary Parrish, by I believe uh, people like Seth Parnells and like other uh, Adam Venice, uh, ben, I didn't ever know how to pronounce his last name. Um, but anyway, all it says is like a lot of a lot of national guys have come out and said he would have been a top five pick. So I think that wasn't that wasn't just like Homer Homer media people, but it was actually national media people. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. And also, I think uh, another thing and kind of what you were talking about, you kind of mentioned this death lineup thing. But Vince Williams and Gigi Jackson, uh, it's the sample size is not yet there with with uh, Gigi to say it, but they both look like pretty good rebounders, um, above average rebounders, um, you know, which is kind of the one thing we look for because of Jaron's deficiencies in that area. Um, and, you know, I've always found it a little too much, but the fact that he's not some amazing rebounder, the fact that maybe these two guys could be uh, pretty good rebounders for their position also point to potentially being able to play in some small closing lineups as well, as far as when we think about the traditional big um, type stuff. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So Zach Kleiman talked to the media on Friday, and it was about a 20-minute appearance, was asked everything from what the deadline results were as well as what he thought about the development of the team and the future. And I have just a few highlights that I wrote down, which were my favorite parts of the presser and craft. I'd love to hear your thoughts. First thing at the very top of the list was he is over the moon, excited about the draft asset that we have going into the 2024 draft this summer. And it sounded like it was because it could be obviously very, very high. And that means we have an option to draft someone. And, and you know, we, we will get into the history of high draft picks that Clement has had, but he hasn't had one this high with this much context about his team at this point with Vince and Gigi now. Also, this could become a very valuable trade asset. You never know who's going to come on the market from a center perspective or even another uh, wing, another wing that we like, uh, just somebody to complement what we already have. And so that was huge to hear him talking about that asset and how excited he was about it. We had, we had, there has been some conjecture about it, the trade deadline, should he have moved that pick for somebody? It didn't seem like anybody was available worth that pick for what it's worth. Um, the luxury tax, of course, he was asked about the next season going over the first or second apron, if he had a limit, and he said that Robert Para has been an amazing owner, uh, not only financially, but he also just gives Kleiman the latitude to do whatever Kleiman thinks is is best. And of course, he mentioned the basketball reasons not to go over the second apron, but it was great to hear that he's not operating under a budget, which is rare for a team in uh, a market like Memphis. And it's very exciting because that means our options are even more going into the, to the season. Of course, I think that they'll still try to do their best not to do any dumb moves to get that would be way too expensive, but something to note. Uh, of course, he was asked as well about Zaire and Jake and whether he considered moving them at the deadline. He was, let's say, uh, had a different tone when he talked about Jake and Zaire than when he was talking about Gigi and, and Vince and how exciting they've been. He did say that they'll have the opportunity for the rest of the season to, to show the front office and the coaching staff something. And he also made the comment of, you know, there might be some something there that will surprise people if if they put it together. I'm going to just assume he means Jake LaRavia having more opportunity in, in health. Uh, that's the only thing I can think of in terms of somebody who we haven't already seen. And then the last thing was the injury question, which was centered around whether we would see Marcus or Dez the rest of the season. Kleiman made the comment that record does not necessarily dictate who we're going to see on the floor. I got to think it kind of does if we're just absolutely 
trying at the very end to, let's say, get below one of the teams that's in the bottom five right now. We if we keep losing and have, have it gets really close, like I think they're probably going to strategically not play their guys. But overall, the biggest takeaway was one that I mentioned earlier with BC and how we could see Brandon Clark come back and play. And I'd love to. That would also, I think, give Jaron something to play for because uh, Jaron has been the one out there each and almost each and every night. But I think after the All-Star break, you're even going to see Jaron get more DNPs as things move forward. And we have Trey Jemison now for the rest of this year to play. And overall, those were my biggest takeaways from the presser. Didn't seem like anything necessarily surprising, but I do just love how how transparent and excited it seems that Kleiman is overall about this team and their prospects moving forward. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where you never know whether it's better that he doesn't speak a lot because when he does speak, it's exci- it's it's exciting and you want to hear it. And so, but whenever he does speak, I always I always feel like, man, I wish he did a few more appearances, um, was able to do a few more interviews because uh, I always appreciate uh, kind of how he responds. And and I think so for me, the biggest highlight. I mean, you talked about the difference, <laughs> the different tone. Uh, but really, honestly, the biggest thing to me that is the most exciting is when he talks about Robert Perez and owner, um, because one, you know, one, you see stuff like when we do a 2030 pick swap uh, type stuff. And we talked about this last summer. I mean, how amazing it is to be an organization where they can think that long term. I mean, you have half the NBA where GMs um, see Mavs, uh, see a lot of other organizations are making very short-term, very reactionary moves, mortgaging the future uh, for the present, and the fact that we can continue to make moves that might not pay off in six and se- for six or seven years uh, because of the way our organization thinks. But the biggest to me is is that that I don't have a budget. You know that the reason to not be over the second apron, as we talked about, is not because the Grizzlies are cheap, but because of basketball reasons. Uh, because it's really really penalizing, but I think it's exciting to me because, you know, as someone who wants to not, I mean, obviously wants to uh, win a title, um, hopes to win multiple titles, would love to have a dynasty or something like that at some point. What I really want as just a Grizzlies fan is just to be really good for a really long time. And, and I want, uh, and the thought that in two or three years when we were talking, I mean, we have these great two or three years coming up, but after that, when, when we're gonna have to pay some guys and you see that with the Celtics, the Celtics are starting to hit that now with Tatum and Jalen Brown, where they're going to have to pay them even more and, and are very tight. Uh, I just think the fact that if we're winning and we're good and we have guys like Vince Williams, Jr. And Gigi who are really, really awesome. Um, and that we want to keep around and add to this core. And, and when it comes time to re-sign Jaron Jackson and him to him probably get a max type contract, the hope is that we'll keep paying and that it might be that, that if there's basketball reasons to, to be closer to that second apron, even higher, because we don't need like the flexibility that we lose uh, doesn't matter because we have like a top seven or eight that are just unbelievably amazing. I, I feel like, that's the kind of thing that makes me feel like para is open to that, even though he's probably going to lose money. We're a small market team, but I just, I just don't see uh, that sort of uh, just being cheap. Uh, if we are good, I just don't think that's going to, that's going to ever enter into the, you know, be a problem at all for Robert para. And so I think that's just really exciting that I think 
uh, that are that climb in an organization have all the freedom. Uh, I think so that to me, that's the biggest, just really exciting takeaway is that we just need to stop. And I just, I, I think honestly, some of our media, uh, some longtime Grizz fans, we're still kind of stuck in the Chris Wallace, Heisley, just mindset about things with this. Uh, it's honestly, it's maybe we could, you know, to go even deeper, it's just sort of a Memphis, uh, mentality sometimes. And I think, I think we should be really excited that we have an owner who's going to spend who, if we have a win, if we have a winning team is going to try to keep it going as long as possible. And uh, it's just exciting. For sure. It was a fun presser. If you haven't seen it, go on YouTube. It's one of the very first videos up there on the Grizzlies page. All right. So before we get into the games upcoming this week, who's your MVP of the past week? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, uh, so, uh, you know, I almost sometimes wonder when we lose every game, uh, if we should have MVPs, but, uh, but no, I mean, my MVP, I mean, it's weird. Maybe, maybe this is the first edition, first, first MVP, maybe of a long, long career as a Grizzly, but, uh, I'm giving it to Gigi Jackson because he, uh, one is played in every game, uh, unlike some of our better players, uh, but, you know, he's been the reason to watch uh, 27 and nine coming off the bench. Uh, he's just been the bright spot, uh, l- you know, looking at the plus minus. I think he's had one of the best plus minuses for us. Um, you know, Vince, I think, actually had maybe his first kind of not great game last night against the Hornets. I'm just not used to seeing him like get beat by guys that you've never heard of. And he was last night. Uh, so I feel like he's starting to the all star breaks creeping, creeping in. Uh, to Vince a little bit, but Gigi, I feel like he's come and he's brought it and he's playing hard and he's doing things. And, you know, he's been the bright spot of every game this last week, um, including that, that fun comeback against the Knicks that almost happened. So I'm going to give it to Gigi. Same here. Whenever you get a contract, like the one you get, you're going to, you're going to earn the MVP of the week from me. So very (laughs) valuable in many ways. Let's just put it that way. Uh, This week we have three games all at home. Pelicans Monday night, Rockets Rockets Wednesday night, and Bucks on Thursday at 7.30, so back-to-back there. And then we head off to the All-Star break, which the NBA will take a week off. Of course, you'll have the weekend activities in uh, Indianapolis with the dunk contest, three-point contest, you know, rising stars. No Grizzlies, however, are going to be representing. And so this actually ends up, I think, overall being a really good thing for our guys. I think that they earned a full break. Your break does get cut short by everything going on and wherever the All-Star break is or the games are. And I think this will be a great time to lock in for the final 27 or so games that will be on the schedule. And it'll be all about development at that point. I think, uh, you know, the coaching staff too, with all the different injuries, having to make decisions night tonight that you don't traditionally have to make as a coach will have a well-earned break. And who knows? We'll, we might record as well, but TBD on that with, with our own personal, you know, all-star break. John Kraft, you're, you're, yeah. you're my first ballot all-star by the way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. It might, it might end up being a, like a, a joint Grizzden week, then pod or something like right. that to maybe some big picture stuff. Um, looking forward over the all-star, but Hey, I, you know, I will say if he had played earlier, I think Gigi could have maybe made the rising stars game. Honestly, if he had been playing from the beginning of the season, the way he's been playing the last little bit. So might even see him make appearance next year. 
right. Um, on that. Exactly. We we'll we'll kind of lump the the last part of this pod all together because we technically are three games into what would have been the next three game ten game prediction, and of course with the trade de- deadline and everything like that, we had to prioritize that. So we we haven't had an opportunity to give our next ten game prediction, but we do have the Pelicans. Rockets and Bucks. Dylan Brooks will be in the building if he's not injured. I don't believe he's injured. I think he's active right now. He was injured for a while there, but no, he was he, he was uh, actually last night. So just to throw out there, I think Chris Sands will appreciate this. Uh, last night was a return, and uh, it is also the official marking of Houston Rockets Twitter turning on uh, Dylan uh, for uh, bad shot selection and uh, shooting too much. Uh, it was all over the uh, the Rockets' Twitter last night. Uh, it looks like the honeymoon with Dylan is over down there in Houston. Honestly, what a beautiful thing. What a beautiful thing. I would love to now lurk over on Houston Rockets' Twitter and just see them complain. And It's so nice. It's so nice not to have to worry about that anymore. But uh, the, the Pelicans, the Bucks in particular, are still making uh, very serious pushes towards their seeding in the playoffs rockets have fallen off just a bit but they're also going to have an eye towards winning these games especially one where they see as extremely winnable if they just play their a game and so i think you could see a bunch of guys play if you want to go to the home games this week i think it'll be a fun opportunity and the rest of the season i would just encourage fans after this year i don't foresee it ever being this cost effective to go to a grizzlies game and Maybe sit a little bit closer than you normally would because there's yeah. plenty of tickets to go around and you're still going to see the stars coming into town. And also you get to cheer for our guys who get to play spoiler. And so all that to say, we'll get to our next 10 game predictions to close out the pod, but keep going to the games, keep enjoying having the team here and uh, cheering on the the guys who are really going to be putting it all out there. Yeah, and they and we've honestly we've done a good job of not um, as much as I was frustrated at the Hornets because I just think even with with what we have we're better than them. Um, but it is road game, you know. So I'm trying to get over it. I'm also realize it's almost All Star break. Uh, but uh, but we've been competitive. I mean, we come out and try hard. Uh, I've not yet gone um, since in this last month. I've enjoyed every home game I've gone to. I feel like we've we've really tried hard and uh, if we lose, it's because honestly, we just don't have closers. Uh, we, d- we don't execute in the fourth quarter the way that other teams do that have their players. But, uh, but I think, you know, I think it's been great and Hey, an opportunity, you know, especially Thursday night. I mean, I guess maybe, you know, if you're a bargain hunter, wait to, to make, just make sure that they're not going to rest Giannis for that last game uh, before all-star break. But I mean, if you have a chance to, to get close to see Giannis, I think that's just well worth any any money you could pay. I mean, he's one of the best players in the world, and uh, you know, might when it's all said and done, be the best like power forward to ever play the NBA. And uh, I'd go and see him if you could, especially if you can get close. My ten game prediction, after very in depth analysis here, is going to be two and eight. We are technically zero and three thus far, but we do have a couple of Portland games on the schedule within this window. And so I'll go ahead and say we're going to steal one from somebody who's not expecting it because we're going to get hot shooting from three. And then we're going to also steal one of those Portland games when they come to town for their own back-to-back set in Memphis. So that's my prediction, two and eight. 
Okay, so I'm going to be honest because I, I, I did this and I, I said four and six. Now, what, what was I <laughs> thinking? Was six. I thinking four and six? <laughs> so, I mean, I'm trying to be true to myself. I had, I had Chicago and Charlotte as wins, um, Chicago at home and then at Charlotte as wins. They were not. Um, so I guess I could collect the difference and three, be three and seven, but I'm going to try to be true to myself. Uh, I do not think we're going to hit it now, but uh, four and six. I do think uh, I, I am predicting that these next three home games, we are going to steal one of them. We're not going to go into the all-star break on an 11 game losing streak. I think we steal one of them. Uh, I think tomorrow's a chance just because the Pelicans like to be the Pelicans. Um, please don't let's get series sweat season swept by Rockets. Maybe let's pull off the Rockets win somehow. Um, but with that, uh, I'm gonna go four and six. Sure to be wrong. Uh, I, all that said, I was correct in my three and seven. Um, in my three and seven for the last ten, I did hit that for sure. Uh, sadly, I was like three and two, looking great. We, I thought we were gonna be greats, and then we've started this terrible losing streak. So, yeah, I honestly did with all the trade deadline stuff going on, resting people, rumors going around. I, I didn't think we were gonna perform well last week and I do think now that that settled down guys know their roles they know how much opportunity they're going to get and won't be looking over their shoulder and so that's why I, I I do think we're going to pull out a couple of these but we just the talent deficiency is very real I don't think Jaron's going to be as active as he's been and there's still a little bit of time uh, for guys like Dez or Marcus Smart to even have the opportunity to come back uh, from a health standpoint so Two and eight yeah, is my plus prediction. Laravia is coming back, so I'm I'm counting on big, big post All Star Jake Laravia games. J Law back by then. Returning you know, with with total. I mean, uh, he probably will have uh, the coaches telling him he needs ten shots a game. So who knows? Yeah. Well, this has been a fun edition of the weekend update. We are still going to be keeping you guys, you know, up to date on all the happenings. There's still stuff worth watching in the season we're going to see we're going to be following very closely jake laravia and yeah. the other developmental guys see if trey jemison can maybe make a name try out for another two-way see if jacob gilliard can uh, keep it rolling like he's been and just the rest of the roster uh, yeah, I, and it's just and really honestly, fun pay attention to the pay attention to the jaron at five uh, storyline i think that's a a big thing i think everybody you know this is this might become the new dylan pro dylan anti dylan takes which is uh do we like jaron at the five or not i mean i feel like that's going to be the big debate coming out of this season going into the summer um like you know do we do how much do we need to spend how many assets do we need to put into getting a big alongside jaron or or can a jaron clark a jaron gg you know uh to jaron i guess just with a smaller lineup work yeah for sure. Well, thanks for joining us for Craft. I'm Will. We will talk to you next week then.